Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm speaking with Courtney Brewster, who's one of my students inside the Modern Marketing Collective. Courtney has more than 10 years of experience across fashion retail and management, along with many other varying roles, such as visual merchandising, managing a co-working space, and studying across many creative fields, such as interiors, photography, and graphic design. It was in the midst of the global pandemic that we've all been living through, in June 2020, that Courtney started her business, Tallulah and Zane, after realizing she didn't really love the constraints of the nine to five salary life and working hard for someone else to reap the rewards. Through creating dried floral arrangements and selling them on Instagram, Courtney grew her business and she took the leap to go full time within five months of starting Tallulah and Zane. She's worked with some incredible brands and businesses already, such as Marvel Stadium and the AFL, along with creating florals for a number of weddings and events throughout 2021. In this episode, we discuss what that transition has been like and what it has taken to go from working for someone else to going full time in your own business, what some of the challenges have been along the way. And we actually do some live coaching in this podcast episode where Courtney shares one thing that she's currently working on and I give her my advice. Now, before I introduce you to Courtney Brewster, if you currently have a business and you're really, really trying to make it your full-time thing, perhaps you've had a business for a while and you're kind of stuck right now with growing it, then I invite you to come and join me for my next session, which I'm running a free masterclass. And this is going to be showing you why your marketing right now probably isn't turning into sales. So to register and come and join me, just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free and join me for this free masterclass where we're going to be looking at why your marketing isn't turning into sales. I can't wait to share it with you. And now allow me to introduce you to Courtney Brewster. Thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So we may as well just like get stuck in. I've got different questions, but I'd really just love to explore like your business and the kind of like journey that you've been on, like some of the biggest learnings, some of the decisions you've made. And um, it's just going to be like really encouraging and inspirational and educational to the listeners. Yes, for sure. I'm very, very excited. Awesome. So Courtney, like let's start off with what exactly do you do? What is your business? So I'm the owner of Tallulah and Zane and I basically make dried and preserved floral arrangements. So my store is purely online and yeah, I just create arrangements for people's homes and businesses as well as like weddings and events. And have you always loved flowers, flower arrangements? 
No, not necessarily. So I've always been very, very creative. I've studied like lots of different creative like spaces and areas. I was doing graphic design and, you know, I dabbled in interiors for a little bit. But yeah, I just kind of sort of stumbled across it. And that's how I started. Cool. So how long have you had the business now? So I started it in June last year. Okay, so you've just had your one-year anniversary. So June 2020, you started. Yes. And what what was behind the decision to start a business, Courtney? I've always loved the idea of running my own business. I actually came up with the name Tallulah and Zane in 2017. I found it in my notes somewhere. (gasps) Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I was just scrolling through and I found an old note and it just said Tallulah and Zane and it was like 2017 and I was like, that is crazy. So I've always had that idea and I remember just one day I was just sick of working really, really hard for other people and not necessarily being able to, I guess, reap the benefits of that success. And one day I was, I guess, on the bus to work. I think my car was getting a service that week. And I was scrolling through Instagram and I found, I just saw these arrangements like on Instagram and they weren't massive then. And then I was like, you know what? I want to start a business and I think that this is going to be it. So like, how did you start? Talk us through getting to the point of receiving your first order from someone that like you didn't know. (laughs) It was very, very crazy. So I decided that Instagram was going to be my platform to sell, you know, money. I didn't have a lot of like, I guess, money to start a business and things like that. So, you know, I started as a bit of a side hustle. So I created my Instagram account and the name, and then I started following people with like my friends and my family. And I told them about it. And then I started doing a few behind the scenes shots using stories and things like that, just to create a little bit of a hype. I had to find suppliers. It was like the industry was so new to me and it was so different. Like it was like, you know, you're entering like almost a floristry space. So I really had to find, you know, the suppliers and research them. And then you're like, oh, you need a trade account. And I was like, oh my goodness, what's a trade account? I need to get my AVN sorted and I need to register my business name. And that was like crazy. Like it was so fun um, learning all these things as you went. And then I took my friend to one of my suppliers that I go to regularly now. And we just went in there and we're like, whoa, like where do you start? And yeah, so I just kind of bought all my stuff. I started small and just started making a few. And then I upload them on Instagram. I sold through like stories. So I would upload them and people would DM me. And yeah, so I think I made my first sale, I think like the second week of June 2020. Amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. So I know you decided to join the Modern Marketing Collective. What stage was that at? That was a couple months later. What was behind your decision to to join? So I had found you on Instagram and I had done a few of your sort of like free little courses before. And yeah, I think I remember I wanted to, Instagram was just getting too much in terms of taking orders and things like that. So I had to decide that I wanted to do a website. 
And I felt like before I did that, I really needed to, you know, invest in my marketing and, you know, learn about that. And just, you know, your guidance just even through your free offerings was incredible. So I needed a community and I needed a little bit of help. So that's why I decided to join. And what what's changed for you? Like what have some of your biggest learnings been or changes that you might have made in your approach in your marketing? I honestly had no idea what I was doing in the beginning. I feel like the main thing is I was talking to everyone. I didn't really have a specific customer in mind. So I found that going through all your learnings and things like that, you know, Instagram is so, so, so powerful. Um, so in the beginning, it was really just posts. And then now I tend to look at stories and, you know, putting a personality behind the brand. And I do find that, you know, when people see me in stories, they're like, oh, like, I know her, like, I want to get to know her. I feel like I'm purchasing from someone that, you know, gets me. And I feel like that is a big, I guess, point of difference from my beginning in the marketing to now. So cool, Courtney. Talk us through some of the most exciting times that you've had with your business, because you've had like just such success, so many wins. What have been some of your favorite experiences that have happened since you've had your business? A few come to mind. I think one of the big ones to me was landing my first wedding. Yes. Which was <laughs> so exciting, which was March, I think this year. Can't remember exactly where it was, but it was just amazing. So I had to do the bridal party and I was doing, you know, for the reception and the ceremony and everything like that. So that was just so exciting. And then I was contacted by the AFL. Cool. I know. So I was asked to do some floral arrangements in Marvel Stadium in their members suites, which was just out of this world. And I was just like, is this really happening? You know, this was only a few months into my business. I think it was maybe like six or seven months into my business and I was already getting like the big corporate name that wanted my stuff there. And why do you think that is? Like how do you think they found you and why do you think they decided to reach out and wanted you? I actually asked how they found me. I love it. Good girl. (laughs) They found me through hashtags on Instagram. Love it. Awesome. So Chelsea, who was the person that reached out to me, she was like, I was searching all these hashtags to find someone to create these flowers. And I saw your brand and I went on and I just loved your arrangements and I loved your vibe. And we really felt like we connected with you and we could build a great relationship Courtney, with you. So good. So, so good. And all that work yeah. that you put in strategically and then boom. Yeah. Very, very happy with that. It's still one of those like pinch me moments. Yeah. Like did that really happen? Yeah. I hope you've put that on your website, by the way, the logo. <laughs> I need to do that. <laughs> Nice. Social proof. And like, how amazing to have been selected, you know, asked by these huge brands to partner with them. So super cool. Was there any others that you wanted to mention? I think launching my website was another big milestone for me. And just the work that that created launching a website, it just kind of brings another level of professionalism. Yeah. And trust there, which was a big thing for me. And I did it all by myself. I thought it was going to take two weeks, but it actually took three months. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. There's a lot that goes in, but like I always say, it's never fully done, is it? It's always like, okay, now I need to update this bit. Always refining, always refining, always updating. 
So Courtney, along the way, like we have to make so many decisions as business owners. And sometimes I feel like I just need a break from decisions, code and figure out what we're having for takeaway. Please. Oh, that is my um, biggest, my partner and I, it's like, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you make the decision. So what do you think some of the key decisions and great decisions that you have made along the way since you've had your business? What, what have some of those been that have influenced your business to where it is now? I think a big thing for me was, I had to decide if this was something that I really, really wanted to do. I think listening to you and your experience when, you know, leaving your job and, you know, going out on your own, it was very similar to me. I was like, I want to do this and I've got to make it work and I just don't have a choice. So it was almost like, okay, in the beginning, some of the decisions I made was not being able to go do things on the weekends and really like hone in and work on your business and things like that. Another key decision was going full-time. I really had to decide, like I said, is this something that I want to do? What is that going to look like? Where is this income going to come from? You know, do I have a following? Do I believe in myself and all of that? And I found that a big opportunity that helped me with that decision was a part-time job. So I was a client at a brow salon in Paran and the lady that owned that, Victoria, offered me two days a week. And she was actually also a client of mine. So I had made her a big, beautiful display for the window and she offered me two days a week. And that there, I think, was a pivotal decision instead of just going, all right, I'm leaving my full-time job and going, bam, straight into business full-time. I had that stepping stone, which I think really helped. It took that pressure off you know, where's my income going to come from? Am I going to be able to pay the rent? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Am I still going to have somewhat of a social life? So I think that was a decision that really, really helped. In terms of what I feel like has led to the success or, you know, the ongoing community, I guess, that I'm building on my platform is I was very, very determined. I had worked very hard and done very long hours for other people's businesses. And I was like, now's my time. And I love it. It is very hard in the first few years. You are working at tireless hours. But I think that's what, you know, that goal attitude and, you know, that success is something that's very pivotal to my business as mm. well. And speaking of that, what is something that you would tell yourself back when you were just starting the business? What is something that you wish you'd known? <laughs> it is going to be harder than you actually think, especially if you're running a business yourself. There's a lot of things that you're always going to be doing and there's never going to be enough hours in the day. But I think you need to prioritize and you need to know that it can get done tomorrow. It isn't you know, going to be the end of the day if, you know, that doesn't get done. And also you can say no as well is a big thing. I think a lot of people, especially those first few years of business, you've said it, everyone says it, you want to take on all that work and it ends up being, you resent the work. It's not your best work either. And there's that little bit resentment being like, I don't want to do this, but I need to do this. But I've kind of grown over the last year and realized do the things that you love because they're going to be better and you're going to do better and you're going to love those things. So you can say no, everyone. <laughs> you don't have to do everything. Yeah. And it is something I think we all just have to learn by saying yes too many times to then learn it. But also great that you had the part-time job so that you didn't have to 
necessarily say yes to absolutely everything. It made you less desperate in an, in a way that you could have a little bit more choice and agency over the jobs that you took on. So that that was really, really cool. It is very cool. And I've dropped one day there. I'm only there one day a week, more for the social aspect of myself. <laughs> yeah, I actually love that. It's like, let's just actually see some other people during and the day. Such a nice, <laughs> and you get paid for exactly, it. Exactly. And it's such a nice day to be around people and do those things. So I'm working full time in Tallulah and Zane five days a week. And I go there one day a week for a bit of fun as well. Uh, congratulations. That is, that is a huge achievement to one year on since basically setting up your your store to now be full-time in your business. So congratulations. Thank you. It's been good. I had another little milestone for me is I had to register for GST. Courtney? Brilliant. Brilliant. So that was very exciting. And June was my biggest month ever. And we actually did an activity, didn't we, in the Modern Yes, we did. So it was sort of how to chase up you know, those last little bits of money before the end of financial year, you know, what can you do to generate money or, you know, all that sort of thing. So I held an end of financial year sale and it was amazing. So it was my biggest year in business yet. Brilliant. And what about the most challenging times or moments? Have there been, well, I know there's always those along the way. What have they looked like for you? And I wonder also kind of as a side question to that, is does your family and your friends, do they get what it is you do? What do they think of it? What's that like around you having others maybe like-minded to discuss business yeah. with? In terms of, I guess, times that have been difficult, I always find the loneliness the most difficult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is hard. Like I have always been such a social person. I've always worked with you know, people or retail and talking to customers and having that, you know, relationship or relationship building experience. So I do find the loneliness the hardest. I started this business in my one bedroom apartment with my partner last year in COVID. And then I outgrew that. So I had to move it to my mum's house in the suburbs. So that was great going there every day. I got to see her. So I had that interaction. And now me and my partner have moved into a bigger house where I have a bedroom and a garage. Courtney. But I'm home by myself. So I do find that the hardest part. And in terms of, I guess, friends and family and my partner and things like that, they are so supportive, but they just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. And, you know, they're always like, let us know how we can help. But yeah, they just don't understand. So I've met some incredible people through Instagram and social media that have become my business besties, essentially. And they do get it. They want to know how you're going and they understand, you know, you're having a tough time. You know, you've got a difficult customer. You're, you know, feeling that burnout. And it's nice that they can relate and they can kind of have a little bit of input as well. It's lovely, isn't it, to have those, it's almost like the colleagues that we no longer have because we do work for ourselves. And so finding those those other people that we connect with, click with, that have their own businesses that you can kind of share some of those, the difficult times and the wins with is so special. Definitely, 100%. I would call some of those people that I've met some of my bestest friends now, which is crazy to think that we met through 
you know, social media and, you know, starting your own business. So what's ahead for you, Courtney? What are you working on? What are some of the big goals that you have? So this is very exciting. I am currently going through a rebrand. So I have hired a designer to redesign my logo, brand colors, brand printing and things like that, which I'm very, very excited about. When I first started, it was a cute little Canva job by myself. And there's nothing wrong with that, is there? It's like, I'd rather people just get started. You don't have to invest big to start with. Get get some sales in and then look if you need to update. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's been a year, like I've wanted to do this since the beginning, but you're right. You can't do everything all at once. It takes time. You need to build a brand. You need to build you know, that rapport with your customers and things like that as well. And then when you have a bit more money to invest in something like that, I think that's the way that you need to do it. But I'm very excited about that. I just felt like my current logo didn't really speak volumes about me. I really want my brand and my personality to really be almost like gel together. So I'm very, very excited about this. It's going to be bright and colorful and I can't wait. And Courtney, that's what makes your brand unique too, because no one else is you. And so the way that you're infusing your brand with you and your personality is so clever and so powerful. Oh, thank you. The other things I'm going to start doing is kind of leaning more towards, I guess, you know, lifestyle and homewares products. You know, I always wanted my own store whether I've come from fashion, I come from design, retail background, management and customers. So I am going to kind of incorporate all of that. So I've got in touch with some beautiful suppliers of homewares and things like that, really being like careful in who I'm selecting, Australian brands, sustainability brands, all of that, that all share those same values that I do, which I hopefully be launching August, September. So stay tuned. I'm very, very excited about this. So cool, Courtney. Do you know what I can see is you could almost do like, this is a side table pack or this is like a bedside table pack. This is a desk pack, you know, behind me. I always have yes, my setup. It's like, here's some that. look, here's a curated look for your Zoom backdrop <laughs> with your flowers, your, your homewares products and everything that all go together. I would totally buy that. <laughs> oh, yes. No, thank you. You're such an ideas for men. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions or is there anything that you're struggling with or would like some guidance on? I just, you know, we're sitting here. If there's anything that you'd like to ask or work on. I'm always struggling for time and planning. It is one of the biggest things I struggle with in business and especially doing it by myself. I always find like, how can I do this myself? Like, where do I schedule my time? Mm. Is there things that you're finding that you're not having time for? Are there specific things that you'll never quite get to? And what are those things? Honestly, scheduling my marketing posts. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Instagram is a big thing for me. Like it's, it's my big thing, but I'm always like, I need to set time to plan it. Like, where do I plan it? Like that sort of thing as well. I'm actually reading a really good book at the minute. Where is it? It's on my desk, I think. It's called Soul Modes. And I've actually got the author coming on my podcast. So take a listen. But you may have heard a few episodes that I've done around our cycle and how we just have different stages of our cycle. We are more creative. This this happens to some of us. We feel it more than others, perhaps. We can feel more creative. Then we can kind of have this dip of energy and momentum, which is actually when our body needs to rest. And Soul Modes, the book, talks again about this and how it's not even with our cycle sometimes. It's just the modes that us as women go through. And so I think there's a real common thought that we should schedule everything and that it should almost be like the same 
structure every single month that we do. But what I would encourage you to do is like allow, and I'm sure you have some flexibility so that when you feel really creative and have loads of ideas, can, does that happen for you? Oh, all the time. Like who was your previous guest you had on a podcast? Is it Alicia? Yeah, Alicia Rose Kruger. Yes. So I kind of delved into that a little bit. And I really found that, you know, within our cycle, you know, you're really creative. I've really, really noticed that. So I've actually in the last couple of weeks taken note of that and trying to plan when I'm creating new drops where I need to be creative to kind of create them around that time in my cycle. I find that that's when I'm most productive and beneficial as well. So So what I would do, Courtney, like I have these phases where I can come up with those ideas, I'm creative, and then it dips. So what I would love you to do is like really when you have those times, when you feel really creative and perhaps it's a certain time of the month or perhaps it kind of is just depending on what else you've been doing. I know every time I come off a podcast or a session with you guys in the Modern Marketing Collective coaching, I like last time after a coaching call, I was like, oh my God, great. Six new podcast ideas. (laughs) So I wrote them all down. And like really leveraged all those ideas. So that's what I'd love you to do is when you find you're in that really creative flow mode, like jot those ideas down and then you've kind of got them there instead of like feeling, oh crap, I've got to try and come up with something. I've got to try and come up with something. Then we just waste our energy when that, you know, we're in the stage when we are probably better to do stuff that feels better. Maybe it's the admin, maybe it's like cleaning your space. I know my house is so clean right now because I've been in that mode. (laughs) I'm just like, I need to clean. I need to sort. (laughs) My space always needs cleaning. I am OCD when it comes to cleaning and dried flowers is not the place to be when you are like that. It creates so much mess. So I reckon for you, Courtney, like looking at those times and then doing it in the way that is easiest for you. So it could be like if you come up with 10 different ideas, drop down the names of those ideas. And then perhaps for you, you find video easier. So you could just do like an hour of all these different short little videos that you film. Or maybe you want to batch create some stories. You know, you could pre-record heaps of stories and then release them over the month or a few weeks ahead. Or maybe it is just writing down like some ideas for captions. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter where you do it. Like you might just do it in a Google Doc. You might do it in a planning app. Just wherever's easier for you. I always have notes in my phone because I might be on a walk. I'm like, oh. Yep, that's an idea. I'm going to just write that down. But just having your place that you store all those notes and use that creativity when it's there, like just enjoy it and know that we're all kind of on these these ups and downs of creativity and energy and wanting to do different things at different times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I used to be someone or I love structure, but I've noticed that it doesn't always go. And especially being in that creative industry, when you're not creative, there's like all that pressure. And that's one of the things I find I struggle with most is that I have all this pressure to get all these things done. And then my productivity is just like nothing. Like there's just no productivity there. I'm almost get stuck. So I would allow yourself to not be productive, just have no guilt around it. Because what, it's a few days of the month. And I bet like me, you, you, like when, you, when you're really in your flow, I'm like, I want to work like every day and I pull big days because there's nothing else I want to do. And then I have other times when it's like, you know, like I'm just not really feeling that like productive or motivated. So instead of trying to force myself, I'm just going to watch Netflix or I'm just going to read a book or I'm just going to go shopping or whatever I want to do. Because when I've taken that time, then the creativity comes back so much more. 
and the energy is back so much more rather than trying to like push myself through those times where I'm just naturally not feeling as productive or motivated or driven. So just allow yourself to have it without guilt. No, I will. I will. I always find that when you have a break, whether it's a social media break or a day off, that you just come back so refreshed and creative. So I just, I need to do that more. Honestly, and letting go of the guilt because we are in a culture that glorifies being productive and busy. And so it's weird to not be busy. And I was actually chatting with another great author and artist, a real creative, Meredith Gaston. And she's on my podcast in a, in a couple of episodes. So listen to that one because she talks about like gentle business and how like totally just in the morning, she loves having her routine that's really slow and she'll have her tea and she'll just kind of ease into it. And there's like no guilt. And I'm like, do you realize this is quite unusual? Because this is the way I am. But it takes kind of unlearning and untraining to enjoy some slowness and some non-pushing <laughs> and non-productivity. And I think that's what we forget is that, you know, there's such a hype about, you know, you've got to hustle, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And there, it is glorified that you work such long hours and things like that. And people actually forget that you can be successful and take care of yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned especially the last few months, like working so hard, doing 12-hour days, working, you know, five to almost seven days a week is that your business is going to grow, but you need to take care of yourself. So it's almost like if you don't take care of yourself, your business isn't also going to flourish. I think how I feel myself reflects on my business. So if I feel good, my business grows. So that's something as well. So one tip that I have for everyone is make sure that you make time for yourself whether it's at hour in the morning, hour in the afternoon, whether it's go for a walk, relax, unwind, have a coffee, that sort of thing is just give yourself that one hour before deep diving into your day. Brilliant, Courtney. And last question, what would you say to anyone that's thinking about joining the Modern Marketing Collective? I say go for it. I've learned so much. There's so many things you don't think about it. Like, you know, I'm a generation that has sort of grown up with social media and, you know, Instagram and things like that. But there is still so much to learn and there's you don't know everything. And I would say you are going to be a part of a beautiful community of women in business. And it is so nice to, you know, be a part of that. I had a member the other day that purchased something for me and was like, oh my goodness, like I'm part of the Modern Marketing Collective. And we had a beautiful chat out the front and it's beautiful. So it is one of the best decisions I've made. And my business would not be where it is today without your help and you and, you know, this group. Oh, thank you, Courtney. That's so lovely. And yeah, I'm just so impressed by you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. What a great My chat. Pleasure. Where can everyone go to discover your incredible artistry, support you and buy from you? Beautiful. So you can find me on Instagram at Tallulah and Zane. So T-A-L-L-U-L-A-H and Zane, Z-A-N-E. And you can visit me on my website at www.tallulahandzane.com.au. You are such a pro. You need your own podcast. (laughs) It It could be on the cards. (laughs) It could be on the cards. You could interview all these different um, creatives, all the the people behind the homewares brands that you still. Absolutely. Oh, look at you. You Project coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Courtney.
I hope you loved this episode with Courtney as much as I did. She's such an inspiration and such a go-getter and she's really unstoppable. I cannot wait to see what she creates over the next 12 months ahead. A reminder that for you, I'm running a free masterclass where you can come along and really identify why your business perhaps isn't making the sales that you're hoping and what your marketing and the current marketing you're doing probably has to do with that. So just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free and come and join me for this free online masterclass. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.